This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get for your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers from the border are unsurprising. In fact, I've been predicting this, that you'd have an all-time record for April and May of illegal crossing of the U.S.-Mexico border, and here we are. And I can't even say, wow, what a great call, Buck, because it's so obvious because the Biden Democrats, the Biden-Harris Democrats don't want the border to be secure. They don't want this to stop. And so it won't. That much is very obvious. There's a, a amazing in all the most amusing and somewhat frightening ways, amazing interview with uh, Kamala Harris that. NBC News Lester Holt uh, had recently. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment here. Father's Day is around the corner, as you know. And if your dad or grandfather served this great country of ours, how cool would it be to give him something really meaningful this year? Something that recognized what he gave to this country. Something like the American flag. If you know your father or grandfather would be moved by a gift like this, then let, let me recommend you to my friends at Allegiance Flag Supply. Everything this country means to your dad is reflected in the quality of the craftsmanship Allegiance Flag Supply puts into their flags. These flags are made in America, which is actually really uncommon, believe it or not. They're hand-sewn by seamstresses in Charleston, South Carolina, whose previous jobs were lost to companies who outsourced overseas. And they're made with materials that do not allow for cutting corners in the manufacturing process. All of this translates into a flag that waves proudly outside your father's home, his dock, or on his boat, and won't get tangled, torn, or shredded in the fashion other flags in the marketplace often do. This is a way to say thank you to Dad on multiple levels this Father's Day. Go to showallegiance.com. Just go to this website, showallegiance.com, and enter promo code BUCK for 10% off your order. Showallegiance.com. Enter that promo code BUCK for 10% off your whole order and get yours in time for Father's Day on June 20th. That's showallegiance.com. Enter promo code BUCK for 10% off. Just quickly put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this, whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, I, I mentioned I, it because even, I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this. But Democratic Congressman Cuellar has a border district has said to the, you and the president, come. You need, I care you need about, to see this. Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. The best Kamala Harris soundbite maybe of all time. And what's amazing, in case you were wondering, is NBC News cut it out of the main interview segment that they put out there. So they were trying to protect her, of course, because think about what she said in this interview. Think about what what she's going with here. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. She repeats it like three times like a robot. And Lester Holt is looking at her like, excuse me, lady, Madam Vice President, uh, you haven't been to the border. <laughs> I mean, Kamala Harris is amazing, is amazing. Uh, how is this woman vice president again exactly? I mean, go back and look at her political career and go back and look at the early days of her political career and you just find 
that there are very few surprises here. Very few surprises. Uh, Kamala Harris is somebody who the elites in the Democrat Party have elevated. The Democrat voters, by and large, had no interest in in supporting her for president, as you know. Uh, But the elites, the people that, that make the calls, who run things, they think that Kamala is just fantastic. And now it seems we have a border czar without interest in going to our border. She will fly over the border to get to Central America. She will fly right over it. And this is not like, oh, is this tough for her to do? She's the vice president, folks. She has her own taxpayer-funded jumbo jet. She could get to the border any, literally any day she wants to. She's not like you and me. She can actually just say, you know what? I'm going to the border tomorrow. Staff, make it so. Fly down there. Be down there for a couple hours. Talk to Border Patrol. Why won't she go down there? Well, because the photo op of her at the border would be visual evidence of her as the border czar, and she wants to avoid that at all costs. She doesn't want people knowing that she's the border czar. I mean, in the long term, because this crisis is not going away. We have effectively an open border, and she doesn't want that photo of her standing there talking to Border Patrol because come come the re-election campaign, which she knows is going to be here before you know it, folks. Time flies. People will say, hold on a second. You were this was an issue that you were given really at the beginning of the Biden presidency. What have you done with this? How have you fixed it? How have you handled it? The Kamala conversation yesterday around climate change and escaping uh, from corruption and on all the things that she was talking hurricanes we can't stop hurricanes we can't stop corruption in other countries have never been able to do that we can't actually make the problems of every developing country in the third world go away it's not actually possible and this all comes down to an absurd belief or I'm not even sure it's a belief. It's a talking point. I don't think they really believe it, but they like to say it. Democrats like to claim that we can make things good enough in Central America, in Guatemala, Honduras and El Salvador specifically. You'll notice not a lot of people coming up from Costa Rica, not a lot of people coming up from countries that are doing pretty well, um, but that we can change things in those other countries and stop people from showing up. There are. Close to 70 countries now represented at illegal crossings at our border. Close to 70 countries have had their foreign nationals come into into America illegally. They are coming from all over the world. The numbers, unofficial but reported for last month, for May, we just got the May numbers in, 170,000 plus apprehensions. And remember, at least 30 or 40,000 gotaways on top of that which means people that cross illegally, we just never apprehended them. So that's over 200,000 people who are crossing into the United States illegally, and almost all of them are going to get to stay. And that's one month. That's one month. This is a remarkable situation, and the Democrats simply don't care that our sovereignty is being violated, that our system is being gamed, that our rules are being broken. 
because this benefits them. These are future Democrat voters in their minds. That's how they think of it. Yeah, sure, some will become conservative. Some will start a small business and realize the government's not really their friend. And that's going to happen, too. But they think on balance, and that's they're taking a long-term view of this. The Democrats are. On balance, these are mostly Democrat voters. Their children, their families are likely to be aligned with the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party is the open borders party. So it all makes sense. You can put all this together pretty quickly. But uh, instead of dealing with this in an, in an honest and straightforward way, the Democrats are living in what is honestly a fantasy land. Uh, I mean, here's uh, here's Kamala. For one, she's telling people, that's right. Don't don't cross the border. Whatever you do, don't cross. Play one. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States, Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. I believe if you come to our border, no, they won't. Does she not know that? Is she so ignorant of what's really happening at the border? That she's not aware of the reality? It's tough to say. She hasn't been there. Yes, she also says she hasn't been to Europe, as if that has anything to do with anything. Folks, this administration is a bunch of buffoons at the the top level. I mean, there's a a tremendous mediocrity now that is running the country. And look, I, I was honest with you. I said there were some good... Trump appointees and some who were really bad. Trump's Trump's weaknesses were his primary weaknesses were nepotism and personnel around him. You know, it's true. We all know it's true. He even admits it, basically, now that it's all done and all done and over with. Uh, The Democrats don't have really, from my perspective, any capable personnel at the very top level of this administration. Not Biden, not as vice president. And when I say capable, I mean people who are are able to make highly complicated assessments of of policy. I mean, or, or of highly complicated situations and approach it with a rational and and reasonable viewpoint about what's really going to happen, what the results are actually going to be. No, we've got ideologues it's like the faculty lounge of bard college is running the united states government that is not good that's not working out well for us and this is how you could have kamala going down to central america telling everybody about how we're going to change things there so people stop coming here Uh, i hate to break the news tour but for a El Salvadoran without a high school education and and who perhaps is is barely able to read uh, the United States is a much better option than El Salvador is going to be economically, at least for, you know, the next probably forever, but certainly for their lifetime. El Salvadorian El Salvadorans who come to the United States. I understand why they're coming. Same thing with Honduran. Same thing with Guatemalans. I get it. America's a better deal. But we also take in a million legal immigrants every year. So 
if, if Democrats just want to add to that million number with a lot of illegal immigrants, they should just say so instead of pretending that they don't want illegal immigration because they do. This is where we are. People talking about how we're going to change the dynamic here because we're going to make Central Americans uh, and Northern Triangle countries specifically want to stay home. Yes, that's right. Kamala's visit and her telling them don't come. Is that going to be more compelling or is the prospect of living in the best economy in what is still the freest, most powerful nation in the world? Is that going to be more compelling? Uh, They're quite clearly voting with their feet and showing up in the hundreds of thousands because they know that what Kamala is saying is absurd. Is Is there a quid pro quo? If you do this, we'll do this. No, it's not about quid pro quo. It's simply about understanding, if if nothing else, that the, the return on our investment is the same return on your investment that if you have a neighbor on your block where you grew up who's having a hard time, it's in the best interest not only of your neighbor but yourself to my, to help them out, right? And um, that's how we think about this work. What is the United States' interest in this? We're prepared to show up and do it in a way that is motivated by the best interest of diplomacy and democracy and goodwill. I mean, she's babbling like a high school student doing model UN here. And I've I've been to those things, so I know what I'm talking about. What? The diplomacy, democracy. What? There are problems. What are the solutions? We don't want people, she says, at least, we don't want people coming into America illegally. She says, don't come. How do we prevent them from coming? Oh, it's very simple, really. You increase enforcement at the border. You change the policy so there's a remain in Mexico policy so people can't game the asylum system. The Trump administration learned this, implemented it. That's it. But no, they do the exact opposite. Why? Because whatever Trump did must be bad. And whatever benefits the Democrat Party must be good. But... I mean, this is this is laughable stuff she's talking about here. Frankly, it's it's just a it's it's absurd. A, a quid pro quo. She's being asked about a quid pro quo. I mean, at least Lester Holt is trying to get at. All right. What is what is Central America really going to do here? These Central American countries, what are they going to do to stop the continued flow? And she's saying, oh, you know, we're going to give them some aid money. And we're asking them, you know, the the uh, the president of Guatemala, I think it was just yesterday, said, that the reason that so many of his people are going to America is because the Biden administration has just straight up said it, has made this very clear. So anyone who's looking at the situation and trying to be serious and honest about it understands what's going on here. Democrats have have kicked the border wide open. And now they're saying, whoa, what's going on with this open border situation? I guess we got to do something about this. Oh, but it's not open borders. It's not a catastrophe. It's not a crisis. Let's manage the optics of it first and foremost. You know, she used that analogy of, you know, you got a neighbor in trouble and you got to help the neighbor. So you're going to. OK, well, if, if your neighbor's house burns down and your neighbor sees your house and says, hey, hold on a second. Uh, I I can just move into your house and live there, too. You it's you can show up and like offer them, you know, uh, uh you know, offer them some some food. You can show up and say, hey, you know, I got you some takeout or whatever, trying to help you out. But they're still going to say, uh, I think I want to go live in the big house on the corner of the block here. I, I want to leave my dilapidated house and I'm going to, oh, I get to just move into your house? I'm going to do that. That's the part of this that she doesn't understand. 
if if our game, if, if what the Democrat plan here really is, is based on us making other countries places that people who want to come to America will stay in instead of coming to America, we better find a way to turn the rest of the world into Switzerland, Monaco, you know, maybe some parts of the United Kingdom or else we got a big problem. I mean, this is this is not serious. Their argument here is stupid. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. We've been giving aid to these countries in Central America for decades. We've been you know, having diplomatic relations and paying State Department bureaucrats and all these people to have agreements with these countries. Ultimately, this is about incentives, right? Warren Buffett, show me the incentive and I'll show you the result. Might, that might have been Charlie Munger, his number two, but it's one of them. Show me the incentive, I'll show you the result. What is the incentive here? If you come to the U.S.-Mexico border right now on foot and you are part of a family unit, you have children with you, you are going to get into the United States, almost guaranteed. Once you're in the United States, there's no enforcement because the Biden administration doesn't want to enforce federal immigration law, so you're free to stay as long as you want. That is what is actually happening. So we, we can have this whole talk and we can, we can pretend like, oh, no, there's other stuff. No, that's what's going on here. And, and Kamala acting like it's weird that she hasn't been to. The, it's weird that people are asking why she hasn't been to the border is the most perfect summation of her control over this policy portfolio you could ever come up with. What do you mean? I actually have to do something and show up. It's not just enough to be Kamala. It's not just enough to be the vice president. I have to actually do this stuff and handle this problem and people will judge my results. Mm-mm. No. Let's let's just uh, do another, you know, favorable press interview or deliver another boring canned speech somewhere, you know, and, and get ready for another Vanity Fair cover or something. Right. Give me a break. Uh, we've we've been to the border, she says, three times. No, you haven't. <laughs> OK, we we've been to the border, she says. False. And even NBC News knew to cut that out of the interview. Isn't that so perfect? Oh, to be such a bunch of supplicating, sycophantic, worthless little, little uh, cowards in the media. That, that's what we have now. Oh, they're all just whatever we can do to help Biden's vice president. Uh, you know, that's what we have to do. You know, whatever we can do. No, that's not the way this is supposed to go. But we know that that's also it, it's an unserious argument that journalism is a nonpartisan and, and fact based uh, or, or, or facts first profession, right? It's narrative first. There are facts in the narrative, but it, the, the primary purpose is the narrative creation. And it always favors one side. It's dominated by Democrats. You know, the, the, there are plenty of countries where there's only one political ideology reflected in the, in the news media. I mean, there are authoritarian regimes generally, but there are plenty of countries where that's the play, where that's the, uh, the situation. So we, we shouldn't act like this is unthinkable. It's, that's what we're in in this country now. Half the country is Republican and 5% or less of the media is Republican. Now, why is that happening exactly? Oh, because the left understands how to seize nodes of control. And the left also is ideologically like an invasive species. You know, when those when the fish 
that'll come from some other country will take over and all of a sudden all the, the local fish or this happens with birds and other species. Ideologically, leftists infiltrate an in- institution and cannot coexist with others and they take the whole thing over. When you spend a lot of time in the great outdoors, you know Mother Nature doesn't always play nice. SA Company has all the protective gear you need to brave the elements and explore more every day. Like their multi-use face shields, UPF 30, lightweight and breathable, they come in dozens of eye-catching designs for the entire family, perfect for your next outdoor adventure. I've got a bunch of them myself, and I love wearing them. You're going to really appreciate not only the cool designs, but how comfortable and breathable they are. That's what I love about SA face shields. And when you use them as bandanas, a neck gator, face mask, there's so many different ways. You realize it's just a great investment. You should have a bunch of these by your front door for every outdoor adventure you and your family are going to go on. SA Company believes in giving back to the men and women who put themselves in the front lines every day. Through their partnership with Operation Gratitude, SA Company has donated over 100,000 face shields. With every order, they donate one face shield to first responders. And right now, they're offering an insane deal. Buy one face shield, get four free. A $150 value for just $24.99. Just go to safishing.com slash buck to get five face shields for the price of one, plus a lifetime warranty and free returns. That's S-A, like Sam Adams, safishing.com, safishing.com slash buck. Uh, you know, I found it curious that, that, that Kamala in that press conference said we're enforcing our laws when they're not. They're letting people go. It's a giant turnstile where they're letting them go. You're just showing now footage of the wall. They halted construction of the wall and they had these huge holes where they won't put in the gates. They just leave, leave it open. It, it is... And, and, and let me step back for a second. There's a reason Kamala Harris doesn't want to go to the border. There's a reason Joe Biden doesn't want to go to the border, because they know that if they go, the reporters will follow them. The TV cameras will follow them. Their strategy is simple. It's try to cover this up. You know, you're airing this on Fox and I'm grateful that you are. But you know where they're not airing this on CNN? On ABC, CBS, NBC, not, none of the, the corrupt corporate media is even acknowledging this exists. And that's why Kamala and, 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 and Joe are not going to the border, because they know if they go, it'll drive the coverage and they don't have a solution to this crisis. So they're prepared for it to just get worse and worse and worse. He's absolutely right. And as I've said, they don't want footage of them at the border wall. They don't want an association of this administration's top people, Biden and Harris, at our southern border. A visual reminder for everybody that can come back in the election cycle. Here they are, folks. Yeah, how'd they do with the border thing? No, that way the media can downplay it, and it's a problem of the bureaucracy, you see. It's a a problem of border patrol. We don't have enough resources resources for HHS. This was happening under Trump, too. They spin it. That's why they show up at the border. They actually have to have they have video and photo taken of Kamala gets told to her face by chief of the Rio Grande sector or chief of uh, of, you know, San Diego sector, Border Patrol, wherever it may be. She gets told we have a crisis here and she hears that that comes back to haunt her or that comes back to be a problem for the Biden administration when a week later. They're going to have Jen Psaki in the West Wing of the White House saying there is no crisis at the border. There's no crisis. No, it's not a crisis. Right. That's they're trying to manage the optics of this. This that's all. Solutions. 
They're what they're going to they're going to give money to Central American countries so they have less climate change. Give me a break. This it's it's dumb. There's no they don't even have a good argument. This is not even you can't be a serious person. And think this administration's trying to stop the illegal flow into this country. One hundred and seventy thousand just apprehensions the month of May. We're going to have over a million, maybe closer to two million illegal immigrants entering the country this first year of the Biden administration. I'm sorry. I, I think that's a lot of people. Plus, uh, of course, a million legal immigrants coming in through the process that we have designated that wants to bring in that we want. We, the American people and our duly elected representatives creating laws, want legal immigrants in the country. But we, we, we didn't we didn't sign up for this. At least we didn't think we were. Million plus illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants coming into America. That, that wasn't part of this. That wasn't supposed to be. But this is this is what we're going to get. This is what you're going to see. <laughs> the whole Biden Harris approach to the border. It's as though we've hired a security company to make sure that you know bank robbers can't get into our vault. And the first thing that the Biden Harris security company, bank security company, does they show up, they take all the locks off the doors. They cut the silent alarm. They cut the actual alarms on the windows. Uh, and instead of having a great, great big, you know, one of those kind of spinning lock things they have on the safe. Instead of that, they just have a, a slightly ajar door with a, hey, please don't steal our stuff sign put on it. And they're walking around saying, well, we really want the bank robbers to stop getting into the vault, take the money. We really want them to stop doing that. And the rest of us are looking at them like, you're, this is gaslighting, right? You're, you're messing with us. That's the situation of our southern border. In a nutshell, that's what's actually going on here. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for Democrats in the midterms. I hope Republicans are making this case, continue to make this case, the, the lawlessness the lack of respect. I mean, they talk about our institutions and our democracy. How can they claim to have respect for our democracy when they're encouraging people to break our laws and then want to give them the right to vote as soon as they can once they're in this country? I mean, it'd be a fascinating experiment. Ask a Democrat friend of yours. So, you know, an immigrant from Central America who came into the country illegally uh, breaks our laws. Should they be able to vote as soon as they get here? If not, why not? Ask them. They, they will not have any answers for you. They will not have any answers. They'll just babble and say, oh, you're being xenophobic or something. They'll they'll attack you, but they won't admit it. The same way that one of one of the experiments that I've run many times is I ask a Democrat, you say you don't want Democrats say Harris and Biden say it. They don't want illegal immigration. Don't come. Kamala Harris says. Why? I ask why? You know, isn't that a fair? Why does she think people shouldn't come? The answer is because it's dangerous to them on the way. Is that the only reason? Is that the only reason they won't tell you? Is there a downside to illegal immigration for the people of America? If they don't have an answer to that, if they're not going to say, yes, it 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 creates uh, lawlessness and it undermines our, our system of government and it makes people feel like there are two tiers of justice and it overcrowds 
in some parts of the country where there's a lot of illegal immigrant flow, it overcrowds emergency rooms, it overcrowds schools. There is a crime component to illegal immigration. The cartels are getting rich over this. There are, you know, there are transnational gangs that use these pipelines to recruit for MS-13. If they're not willing to talk about any of that, and they're not, and they think it's xenophobic and horrible to even bring these things up, why, why is Kamala telling people don't come? Why isn't she just making sure that it's safer for them? Right. And, and that would be really easy. Right. Just tell anybody, OK, show up at a port of entry and you get you get to come into the country. We're not turning anyone away. That would make it really safe. What what's the downside in that? When you when you try to force Democrats to answer the question, why aren't you for an open border? You see that they want a de facto open border. They just don't want to defend it publicly. They, they want the result of an open border, but they don't want to make the argument in front of the bulk of the American people who still believe that we should have immigration laws and they should be enforced. I mean, the same people that were willing to have folks dragged by the hair, basically, out of a restaurant or, you know, out of a, a church for not double masking are like, oh, immigration laws. We don't really that those aren't real laws. You're noticing a pattern here, aren't you? The only the only laws that count are the ones that the Democrats ideologically are invested in. The law as a general concept is a joke to them. It's just something to be manipulated for their own ends. Same thing with our system of government. When something comes out of our system of government, Democrats like it. They say this is our sacred democracy in action. When something completely legitimately comes out of our system through Congress, out of the legislature and Democrats don't let work through the Supreme Court. I think of the recent decision uh, from the nine justices about illegal immigrants applying for legal status in this country. Nine zero came down. Democrats say, oh, well, this is uh, this is undermining our system or this is white supremacy in action or this is you know reason why we need to forget all about the Constitution. They don't have principles. They have desires. It's not the same thing. And you're seeing it with, with the border as clearly as you are anywhere else. Speaking of, uh, of masking and their, their desire to enforce things, this is a, a reminder, I think, for a lot of conservatives now that if, if our goal is to create a, a system, if we're always trying to set up choice in, in different ways when it comes to policy, you know, oh, well, we'll let businesses decide for themselves. And Democrats, the moment they can, are pushing their preference through government power, we lose. This is what has been happening. And this is a big transformation in the thought process of a lot of conservatives. And it is part of, I believe, the Trump era of the Republican Party right now. We say, hold on, our, our desire to create a neutral space is effectively just us allowing the other side to come up with a way to fill that neutral space. Now, you see this with curriculum in schools across the country. You see this with approach to so many issues. We think, hold on, let's just let it be left to, you know, individual uh, in, individual decision making or the local level or whatever. But often Democrats come and find a way to make it federal, find a way to make it top down national. And then that's what we're living with. Well, I'm happy to see that Greg Abbott, instead of just allowing this to be a situation where where uh, businesses 
that have all kinds of regulations for, you know, they got to have regulations of how wide the doors into the bathrooms are. They got to have regulations about how, you know, the breaks they give employees and who they can hire and how they can hire all the business regulations out there. State of Texas, thanks to Governor Abbott, is saying you're not allowed to block people from your uh, public accommodation, from your establishment based on vaccination status. Play 14. Texas is open 100 percent. And we want to make sure that you have the freedom to go where you want without limits. The Texas legislature passed a law that I am about to sign that prohibits vaccine passports in Texas. No business or government entity can require a person to provide a vaccine passport or any other vaccine information. They cannot require it. I was going to go to a restaurant here in New York over the weekend, a place I've gone many times, but it's in, you know, it's it's owned by Libs. I know it is. And they had a if you're going to dine inside, we require proof of your vaccination. And I just want to say, you know, if you're going to operate an establishment in the United States, in New York City, uh, I think you shouldn't be allowed to be such psychos. How about that? And say, oh, Buck, but businesses, there are a lot of regulations on businesses, friends, a lot of health and OSHA and health department, all kinds of stuff that comes into play. It's not just the market. Let's let's stop pretending we live in some free market absolutist society where it's all just no, we're we're already in a world where there's all kinds of regulations protecting consumers from the neuroses of businesses that are, are aligned, obviously, with a political ideology in the process. Sounds good to me. Your private health information cannot be required as cannot be required as disclosure for you to go into a restaurant in Texas. Great. This should happen in other states, too. The longer the stupid jackasses in charge of places like California and New York play these games and require masking for kids in schools and require vaccine passports, the more people like me realize you got to get out of here. You just got, we just got to get out of here. These places are run by morons. Oh, the masks are going to save us. Yeah, how'd that work out? How'd their mask mania really work out? I saw an estimate today. What have I been telling you? Estimate today, 150 million people infected in this country. They consider that at the upper end, but that's that's the higher end estimate. And I'm sure it is the higher end. So basically half the country ended up getting covid in one capacity or another. Close to half the country with all of our masking, all of our lockdowns. Yeah. What an amazing policy Fauci came up with. They elected a 50 50 Senate shrunk Democrats majority in the House and took President Biden up on a promise to unite the country. So the question at the outset of this work period is how Democrats will use their razor, razor thin majority over the next few weeks. Unfortunately, the Democratic leader already signaled his answer a week ago by laying out a June agenda that is transparently designed to fail. As I understand it, Senate Democrats intend to focus this month on the demands of their radical base. It's it's going to fail. But that also may be, and I want to prepare you all for this, that might be a benefit to the Democrats in the midterms. If they were really able to do some of the things that they want to do right now, uh, if they were able to get, let's say, an amnesty bill through, 
the country would see the results of Democrat policies in ways that might be really uh, anxiety producing. Let's put it that way. But because of gridlock, and you remember this from the Obama years, this is a repeat all over again, because, and gridlock, by the way, I think gridlock in government is good on a lot of things, on major legislation. You should require a, a clear consensus of the people to dramatically transform a major part of American life or to, to have a transformational policy enacted as law. It shouldn't be under a razor-thin margin. It shouldn't be, oh, well, we, we have 50.1% of the vote, and therefore we're going to do something that dramatically uh, shifts the trajectory of, of American health care or American immigration or any number of things. So I, I'm all for it, but this creates a narrative that the Democrats are very comfortable with, and because they have the media in their back pocket, they're in a position to just continue on this. Right, this creates a narrative of, oh, the, if, if only the Republicans weren't standing in our way, we, the Democrats, would do all these great things for the American people. We, the Democrat Party and the left, would have enacted you know, universal pre-K and we would wipe away all your college student loans and we would, I don't know, would think of something that they love to promise and don't deliver on. And as we get closer to the election, you know what they're going to say? We brought you Biden, a normal presidency. It's normalcy. Are you going to vote against normalcy? It's not Trump. You know, things are okay. Things are going pretty well. Uh, You know, it's normal. That's what they will put out there. And you say, well, that's not compelling. That's not transformational. But it might be enough for them to hold their very slim uh, majority in the House and perhaps in in the Senate they'll be able to get 51 or 52 seats. Who knows? In, In essence, the Democrats, they don't see it this way. They are being protected from their more radical and transformational impulses by a GOP that will not go along with it, which may end up being to their electoral benefit. Right. Why isn't Bernie Sanders president? Because Democrats realized the establishment, the elites realized that the country wasn't ready for a socialist as president. He wasn't going to win. They may recognize the same thing in the midterm. So there's a part of me that feels like they actually benefit from their agenda failing, as Mitch McConnell points out. We've got a big announcement to make here on the show that affects the show. And it also affects one of our favorite uh, people in this business. He's certainly his favorite person in this business. But our good buddy, Jesse Kelly, you may have seen somewhere on social media today, the announcement, <laughs> some of the media coverage, that he is taking over the coveted six to nine slot for Premier Radio Network's Coast to Coast. Jesse Kelly is going to be on over 200 stations with the Jesse Kelly Show. And he joins us now. What's what's it like in that rarefied air up there, buddy? How is it to to be king of the world today? Eh? Well, it's just I got to be honest, Buck. It's something I always knew I deserved. So it's something I really saw coming from the very beginning. I woke up every day and thought to myself, "Well, obviously you're going to take over the world." So I'm, I, I'd love to say I'm surprised, Buck. But I mean, who deserves it more than someone with almost three years of community college credits? 
Very proud of you, big guy. Everyone's very excited. And for everybody listening on a terrestrial station right now across across the country, uh, our buddy Jesse Kelly is going to be in six to nine. As you all know, I'm going to be moving 12 to three with Clay Travis on Premier Networks and Jesse Kelly on Premier Networks will be your six to nine. So those of you listening down in WIOD Miami and WFLA Tampa and uh, out in Salt Lake City and out in San Diego and out in Portland. Uh, Jesse, do you even realize you're going to have to learn all these call letters, buddy? Are you are you aware of this? This is going to have to be I mean, you're going to have to be able to sit there. Yeah, I know, you know, KPRC Houston and you're still going to be on KPRC Houston, but uh, you got to have to learn all these letters. So you, there, there is a, a catch here. Well, I think it's important for people to understand that I have such a low intellect. I won't even attempt to memorize all the letters. I'm just going to have to have a list in front of me that tells you what they are. Because I'll remember the faces at the stations, and I'll remember the towns, and I love the cities. I'll remember where to eat. But I won't remember the actual call letters because that's the important thing. So that's what my mind will lose. What should people know about what they will be hearing? I mean, they're getting a sense of it right now. But what they'll be hearing from you for now, three hours in syndication on the Jesse Kelly show from six to nine Eastern time. I'm not going to make you miserable. I, 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 look, we're going to obviously talk about politics and the big news of the day. And we're going to make fun of Joe Biden and talk about how unbelievably screwed we are and how we should get a national divorce and things like that. But you're not going to get done after three hours and just be miserable. We have fun and laugh and I'm going to make fun of myself and you and I'll be offensive, and it's just it, it, it should be fun. My job is not to save the world. It's just to make your better your day better for 15 minutes at a time. That's all I'm here to do. I, I think that's a, a mission, folks, that Jesse is going to complete with gusto. So you should definitely plan to tune in. Do we know, Jesse, when your first day of the national syndication begins? 28th. June 28th will be the opening of the, the Jesse Kelly show that went supernova. And by the way, I should note, to the audience that I know loves you so much, uh, your, your man Buck Sexton is hugely responsible for the reason I'm sitting in that radio chair. I want everybody to know that, that I know he plays a big jerk on the radio, but behind the scenes he reaches out and helps people who he has no business helping. And I, I have never done anything for Buck Sexton, and he reaches out and helps me continuously with advice and making the proper connections so thank you my brother oh dude you are so welcome but obviously officially i can neither confirm nor deny that i i go to war behind the scenes to help out my man jesse kelly whenever possible so (laughs) you know i can neither officially confirm or deny other than just to say you're you're most welcome my friend and most deserving and i'm honestly happy on so many levels happy for you happy for your family i mean 200 plus stations this is you're gonna have I mean, I don't want to say what the exact numbers. It's going to be one of the 10 biggest radio shows in America. That's for sure. Uh, so I don't know if that's sunk in for you yet, but you'll be in the top 10 by audience and pretty, pretty deep into that top 10. Although I don't want to I don't want to cause any problems with any other any other <laughs> hosts out there. But uh, you're definitely going to be in the top 10 for conservative talk uh, in terms of audience you'll be reaching, which is great. And uh, and, and I, I just also think, man, that it's good to see good people doing well, because this audience that I've now spent uh, gosh, five years with six to nine, they are now being entrusted into your into your capable and freakishly large hands. So there you go. 
Well, the, the good news is, like you pointed out, I am 6'8", so my hands are enormous. But it, it is not lost on me that they have been well-served and well-taken care of for five years. I can't promise you a high intellect or level of education or anything else. I can promise you this, though. I will, I, I will go into it knowing this audience has certain demands because of Buck Sexton, and I plan on delivering. Are you going to give them some good history special stuff, Jesse? Because that's oh, I get this request all the time and have now for all almost 10 years I've been in radio, and I've done a few history specials and gone in, de- in depth and detail a few times. It's never enough, though, for the folks who love it. They're like, where's the next one? I'm like, oh, gosh, I got, I got to do the research. I got to do the research. Is, is history going to be a big part of the show you're going to do? Well, history is, I mean, history, right now my show is nationally syndicated, but it's much, much, much smaller. I mean, nothing even close to this level. And the first hour of my show is a history story every single day. Now, I'm not carrying that over to this because I actually have, by the grace of God, they're so wonderful to work with. Premier Networks has allowed me to start a once a week separate history podcast. It's not part of my show. I look at everything through a historical perspective. So it'll be part of the daily show. It'll be a part of every single daily show. And then I get a separate podcast once a week where I'm not limited by commercials or teasers or time or anything. I can sit down and just tell a story. History is what I geek out on more than anything. So we're going to have a lot of fun. There you go, folks. Jesse Kelly now in national syndication, hitting the airwaves June 28th and if you're listening right now uh that's that's you're going to be hearing jesse kelly starting june 28th at this time as you all know i'm moving 12 to 3 jesse's moving in 6 to 9 i'm just gonna sit here and say i mean we got glenn beck clay and buck hannity jesse i I don't i don't think you could have a stronger radio lineup than that folks i i think premier is is uh is like the avengers of radio right now well, I mean, I guess that's what makes them premier. That's why they have the reputation they have. It's the one, it's the one. You know, it's a dream to work with them. Honestly, it's everyone wants that phone call. It's the phone call everyone who does what we do dreams about getting. It's not lost on me that I'm the luckiest guy on the planet that I got one. I know you feel the same way. And I, like I said, I, my day is 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 my job is not to lead America. It's just to make your day better. I plan on doing. So. Jesse, speaking of which, we got people who are listening who are tuning in now who are joining us. And they're probably thinking, well, tell us about what's going on. So we've got we know that Jesse's going to national syndication June 28th, six to nine premier networks across the country, 200 stations. So we put that one in. We know that Kamala Harris has still not gone to the border. (laughs) And you've been you've been something of a of a Kamala expert, I think, for some time now in the media. You've been covering the vice president uh, quite closely. And and I just think that this is it's going to be fascinating to watch the corporate Democrat media try to explain to us all that even though there's no success or even clarity in the Kamala led policies at the border or anywhere else for that matter right now, she's amazing. And if you don't agree with that, you're a terrible person. Oh, Doc, oh I have to tell you, I think there's something deeper going on here, Buck, too. And I said this right when Joe Biden put Kamala Harris in charge of the border. The border is a disaster. Everyone listening right now knows that. I know your audience knows that. But I don't know that people know the scale. We're looking at three million this year. Three million. That's one percent of the population of the United States of America is going to come here illegally in the year 2021. That is a disaster like no nation has faced as far as immigration goes in that period of time. Joe Biden immediately puts Kamala Harris in charge of it. I think, and I've had this theory for a while, Kamala Harris is never going to the border because she doesn't want to be caught on TV or on camera down at the border 
in a situation that is a disaster for Democrats. Yep. There's a city in Texas called McAllen, Texas. It's always Democrat all the time. I think they voted for Joe Biden like plus 15. They just voted in a Republican mayor. Republican mayors do not get elected in McAllen, Texas. It's right down there on the border. It just happened. I think Kamala Harris is running away from an issue Joe Biden gave to her on purpose to make her look bad. And she knows it'll make her look bad. So she is going to avoid this thing like the plague. That's my theory. And I think that the Biden administration is hoping that the way the media, by the way, you and I totally agree on Kamala knows the the optics of this. Her talking to somebody in a Border Patrol uniform at the border becomes oppo when she decides that she's either taking over for Biden or running or whatever's going to happen. Because there's no way to spin what's going on, especially as the year gets through and we have the full numbers. This is the worst of the border. Jesse, I mean, I was down in McAllen about, what, two months ago now, and they were all saying it. And I mean everybody at the border, Border Patrol, everyone you talk to, local politicians, the worst it has ever been. I mean, going back even to the 90s. Well, Buck, we invited him in. We have that Joe Biden clip that I know you've played where he invited a surge at the border. They, they told everyone to come. Uh, we have 10,000 Venezuelans this year. They're coming from deep down in South America now. It's not just Central America anymore. And they used to release people with a court date to show up to court, which in and of itself is a joke because most people don't show up. Now we're getting so many people, they don't even have time to give them a court date. They're releasing them into America with the promise that they'll get back to them on their court date that they then won't show up for. This is this is a bad problem now, and it's only going to compound as the year goes on. And she is uh, – Kamala Harris is, if not, is nothing if not ambitious. She has worked <clears throat> very hard to get where she is. She's not going to waste that on a border issue. You think that the, the enough voters – you know, when you always say the American people, there's 30 or 40 percent – of and we're speaking to Jesse Kelly, folks, as you know, going into national syndication on six to nine on Premier Networks. Uh, I'm moving 12 to three. Jesse's moving six to nine. We got a great, great lineup on Premier. Uh, that's that's getting some some movement here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Jesse, the we, we can't convince 30 or 40 percent of Democrat voters. It doesn't matter what happens. Right. I mean, we could have hyperinflation. And and Biden could could fire everybody in Border Patrol and we could defund all the police. They'd still vote Democrat. It doesn't matter. So when I say are, you know, the American people, I mean, are those who are persuadable one way or the other seeing enough of what this administration's so-called normalcy and unity looks like that they're that they're worried about how this is going to go in the midterms and there might be a Biden administration that's effectively boxed in and can't get very much done? Or do you think that you think that they believe this is going well for them politically? That that's really what the heart of the question is. I asked this exact same question to somebody who has a bunch of inside sources. I'll put it this way in the White House. And the response I got back, it really rung true. What Joe Biden has around him, the people running the country are Barack Obama's people. These are not people who care about winning a midterm or winning reelection. These are 100% committed cultural Marxists. They are going to, they don't care that they won't pass legislation. They're going to tear through this country like a blowtorch through butter. They don't care that they'll lose in the midterms. They don't care they'll lose in 2024 because as soon as they lose, these people aren't out of a job. They walk right back into academia and all make half a million dollars a year at CNN or at Yale or something like that. You have to understand how insidious this is. These people hate the country. I'm not trying to, you know, build that up for radio. 
The people in charge of America hate America. They don't care about legislation. They don't care that it's a disaster. This isn't going poorly for Democrats. It's going exactly as planned. That's how bad it is. Jesse Kelly, everybody, taking over six to nine national syndication on Premier Network starting June 28th. This time slot, folks, in great hands going forward. You're going to be listeners then, I know. So you can listen 12 to three. You listen six to nine. Get everything you need, courtesy of Premier Networks. Jesse. Congratulations again, my friend. Honestly, a heartfelt congratulations, and thanks for joining us. Be good, my brother. I owe you. Appreciate you.